Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Freedom Podcast. Happy December. I hope you guys are getting ready for Christmas. Um, I know I'm super excited for Christmas because me and oh, yeah. it's going to be a chill Christmas. So that will be nice. Not bouncing around too much to houses. Um, I always visit a lot of family usually, but this year is going to be a little bit more low key. So that is awesome. Um, yeah, so we wanted to kind of just end the year. This is our last episode of the year until January. So we wanted to end the year just talking about lessons learned this year. And it's been crazy that this year is over, which is insane because it went by so fast. Um, but so many lessons. You know, you're old when you start saying that, right? It's so true. I mean, my parents used to say it all the time, like, just time flies and blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, when you're a kid, you have nothing to do. You have no responsibility. You just have to go to school and eat and play. And, you know, and now when you're older, you're just, like, scrambling to get the time back. Like, that's yeah. almost how I feel. This this year went by in a blink of an eye. But, yeah. you know, I Katie brought up this topic of talking about lessons learned, kind of like an end-of-the-year recap. And I loved it because it really made me sit down and think about all the things that the Lord has taught me. And I just kind of wrote down like five things that kind of, I guess all tie into mm-hmm. each other, but yeah. um, just, it was just like, it's a great topic just to kind of reflect. And, you know, even like the episodes that we had this year, I felt like those were a lot of lessons learned too. Like just some of the topics that we talked about, it was really great. And we had like a lot of great guests on the show that were very relatable. Yeah. And um, so just really thankful for all the people who did come on the show this year too. Yeah. So sure guys um that was awesome and something new that we did this year because we didn't have guests last year on shows so that's some a theme that we'll be keeping up um so we have a a guest coming up in january um so we're excited for that for sure but i guess jumping right into um just a lesson that i'm still learning that has not been learned yet but um it's just still in the process um is just reminding myself that god is in control of all situations and um, there was a couple situations this past year that just really felt like everything was falling apart, um, business related, relationship related. And it was just like, God, like, I don't know what's going on. And, you know, being reminded in those situations that God is in control and he is sovereign. And the reason mm-hmm. why I'm going through certain things is to strengthen that relationship with the Lord and strengthen my dependency on God. Because often, um, like all of us, we have the tendency to believe that we are in control and to believe that we can kind of manipulate situations. And I really just had to learn to surrender certain things to the Lord when it came to business and in my own relationship as well. Um, and just, just, I was reminded of God's grace in those situations. And Mm. I'm really grateful for going through hard things because it does make us stronger and it does make us more dependent on the Lord. And I think that's the whole point of hardship. I think that a lot of the times we don't want to go through hardships in our own human nature. We want things to be easy. And when we do face some resistance, that's kind of like that make it break it moment where it's either I keep leaning into the Lord and I keep trusting in his plan, or Mm. I can take it in my own hands and try to manipulate the situation, Mm. which I did in a lot of the situations trying to manipulate and be like, okay, well, if this doesn't work out, then I'm going to do this. And just not Mm -hmm. being like, Lord, where do you want me? And being quiet and being still in him. And I think that's a constant lesson that I'm learning because anytime things are just out of whack and not going smoothly, I'm like, how can I fix this? And Mm -hmm. a lot of the time the Lord's just like, how can you surrender that? Like, in what ways can you trust me more? And that's a big lesson that I'm still, like I said, I'm still learning, but um, there's a lot of situations this year where I was just like, I'm just letting go and I'm letting the Lord take control over the situation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it always turns out better than expected. Um, and the Lord 
you know, blesses us, not necessarily in the senses, like in the sense of like financial or whatever, when people think blessings, I don't know why people always kind of go financial, but more so. Yeah. Like I'm like, those are things, you know, but there's other types and more so just in peace of mind. And, um, that trust in the Lord is really where I was blessed, um, in that, in, in those certain circumstances. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, my mind went to like, I feel like sometimes we think about God as being like a genie or something in a bottle where right. it's like, uh, like the Oprah show where she would, you know, it's like, you get a car, you get a car. Yeah. <laughs> I think we tend to like, we tend to like think of God as like that. Like you get a house, you get a car, you get this yeah. money, you get this breakthrough, you get this thing. And it's like, actually you know, nothing in the Bible says that we will be financially um, rich or wealthy, you know, and I think a lot of times the prosperity gospel, unfortunately, muddies that and twists scripture into, you know, if you believe and manifest this, then this will happen. And um, we are so, we're so not God. (laughs) We're so, we fall so short and we're like, just so much lower than, than in terms of knowledge, in terms of power. And so I think a lot of times it is that mini God prosperity gospel where we truly believe we can just manifest things um, to happen as we desire um, and manipulate God. And that's just not the truth. And so kind of going along with what you said, basically one of your big lessons that was truly, I'd say the biggest lesson learned from 2022 from a personal perspective was the fact that God's plan is so much greater than my own and following his, trusting in his plan and following his ways brings so much more fulfillment and joy than if I try to manipulate and control things. And definitely one of the biggest examples of that in this past year, 2022, I was married in March and last year at this time, one year ago exactly, we were supposed to be married. We were supposed to, our original wedding date, um, my husband and I was December 10th. And then my mom got really sick, went into the hospital and we had to postpone our wedding. And I remember at the time just having a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety. I didn't know what would happen to my mom. I had half my stuff moved into our new apartment and then half my stuff somewhere else. And I was like in this between and and so then ended up living with my parents until I got married and it was just like this whole time of just a lot of anxiety a lot of stress and and truly looking back though I see God's hand in that whole situation and we ended up getting married on March 5th and the weather like we had a 70 degree day there was mm-hmm. if anyone follows me on Instagram you know I'm obsessed with sunsets we had the most beautiful sunset on that day Jake and I truly were able to go through such a difficult, hard time in December and then also actually into the next year because we really were able to dig deep in our counseling sessions. We went through a premarital counseling um, just course and and we were able to, to garner an additional 12 weeks of premarital counseling. And in December, if you would have asked me, do you need that? I would have said, no, we've already done enough premarital counseling. But like in hindsight, being able to take that difficult situation and actually like walk through it together with God, with mm-hmm. each other, 
and move into the next year with that resilience, with that deeper love for each other, deeper bond because of the hardship that we went through and because of this difficult situation and navigating like we have this apartment waiting for us and I'm not going to move in and like all these different things and like honoring God with our decisions um, mm-hmm. to do something you know that we maybe just wanted in our own um in our own flesh i mean we just had all of these decisions that we could have made but we decided to to wait and to you know not move obviously we weren't going to move in together we um made that decision that was a hard line in the sand we weren't going to just rush some marriage and not honor my parents cuz my mom wanted us to have you know all these different things she, i wanted her to be there she wanted to be there so it just like yeah. waiting for god trusting his plan and like now in hindsight i'm like i am so glad that all that happened now am i happy about all the difficulties my mom went through? No, but she went through it with joy. I mean, my mom, if you meet her, she's one of the most um, joyful and truly prayerful women that I've ever, I mean, I'm so blessed that she's my mom, but um, she is such an example of trusting God. And she was telling me, she was like, Katie, if this was God's plan, like it I was praising God in the hospital and I'm like, oh, mom, like we're at home just like dying. Like, is my mom going to survive? You know, we're just like all a mess. And I was like, wedding's postponed. And, you know, I was just like a total disaster. And then she's in the hospital singing, singing hymns. So, you know, just trusting God and recognizing mm-hmm. that the denial of like my selfish desires and my, my, what my flesh wants, it sometimes it it can be painful. Um, It can be emotionally painful. It can be physically painful. I mean, it can be very hard, very difficult, but it's vital. Like that purification process by being faithful to his word, to um, listening to the Holy Spirit and also to biblical community and making sure you have accountability. Um, And I'd say one of those one of the biggest blessings with that accountability came from our premarital journey, uh, premarital yeah. counseling. And that was just so incredible. And, you know, through that whole process, because our wedding was delayed, it's through a lot of these different things that happened this past year that we found our new church community. And it's been such a blessing. We've yeah. gotten really involved in our church and we're in a small group and um, we're actually going to be leading a small group next year. And then I've been in a women's group that's been incredible. And it's like, if that stuff wouldn't have happened, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have these relationships now. And I wouldn't have the marriage that I have now. And I'm so grateful for that. So trusting God even amidst the hardship. We're not promised an easy life at all. If we had an easy life, like you're not being sanctified, truthfully. You know, you're not you're not a Christian if everything's just flowers and daisies and, you know, yeah. uh, I don't know, butterflies. And and so it's like in that hardship and in that in that refining process, it is truly a refiner's fire. So yeah. that was uh probably my biggest takeaway of the entire year is Trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. And that was my verse actually of the year that I picked. I like to pray and reflect and ask God to reveal a verse for the year. And it's so funny because I picked out that verse like well before we picked our new wedding date and um, God's humor we ended up getting married on three, five Proverbs three, five, and we got married on three. So it was just like these little things, you know, that happened. It was 
experienced God's hand in all of it and um, very thankful for the hard times because they've really, truly refined us and brought brought us to where we are today. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And isn't that so awesome too? Like even in your relationship when you're going through, you know, it, it's, it's easy to be in love and to be mm-hmm. happy when everything's great. But then when like stuff really hits the fan and, and it takes your relationship through, like when you have to go through hardships in your relationship, like that's really the make it break it time where it's like, I can lean on this person and they can help guide me to Christ when I don't have that strength on my own. And, you know, I, I think that like, you know, kind of relating to, um, just going through things in like relationships and stuff, you know, me and my boyfriend, like the first year was a breeze. Like we were just, you know, Mm -hmm. you're in love and everything's happy and flowers and whatever. And Mm -hmm. I think like this, second lesson was just not rushing God's timing and then, mm. you know, asking for his blessing after the fact, because for me, like I was at a point like, okay, like we hit a year of dating, like things are perfect. Like we have no problems, blah, blah, blah. Literally <laughs> like right after our year anniversary, we started just, just having like differences and conflict and, you know, mm. we we're still learning each other. And then we we're realizing like, okay, we we're really, really different. And like, how mm. can we meet in the middle? And just a lot of things that we went through and um, just, you know, being able to share each other's like vulnerabilities. And in my relationship after the first year, I was like, Oh, we're like totally ready to get married. We're totally like on that path. We could probably, you know, get married six, seven months, like blah, blah, blah. And then after we went through like a lot of stuff, I'm like, okay, I think that like the Lord has a lot of work to still do in both of us as we're just learning each other and just like not rushing into those things. Like I think that we learned that we're not quite ready yet in the sense Mm -hmm. of like, in the next year or so, but we're getting to that place where we're understanding each other more, we're connecting more. And, you know, I'm really grateful that we didn't rush into something and not be prepared to know each other's differences. Because I think that it's easy to do when you are in love. And, you know, that was like a big lesson I learned. It's like, okay, we're not quite there, but like, I see God's hands in our relationship and I see him working on both of us. Like, you know, my boyfriend has his own stuff to work on. I have my own stuff to work on where I thought like, Oh no, I'm perfect. I can, you know, waltz into marriage, no problems. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Like this is not, you know, like this is not true at all. And just, you know, I think that sometimes I get like anxious for the future and I'm like, Ooh, like what's next, what's next. And you know, I'm not really like just present in the future or in the, in in the present. So um, I think that was like a big lesson for sure is just not rushing the timing and just allowing God to guide that and then trusting his plan, which I guess is, you know, kind of like goes off the first that God is in control. Um, So yeah, that was like definitely a big lesson. It's like, I have a lot of work to do and I have a lot Mm. of things to work on. And, um, and, you know, I like you talked about, you know, that you guys getting an extended amount of premarital counseling brought out more things mm-hmm. and like, it allows you guys to go deeper and just, you know, right. in a short period of time, like God can do a lot in a short period of time. Um, but it's just, it has to be on his timing. So I think that was like a, a definitely a huge lesson learned for sure yeah. that it's just not my timing. Like that's just, right. you know, it's, and it's hard to right. accept sometimes. <laughs> oh, for sure. Well, and kind of going off what you said just about like having more work to do and that sanctification process. And 
I mean, one of the biggest lessons learned from this past year is just truly like marriage has revealed how just sinful I am. (laughs) Yeah. And even though I've been a Christian, I mean, I've been really walking with the Lord since 2017, but man, it's just like the, the, I think the beautiful thing about the gospel is like when you truly recognize how incredible God's gift of salvation is and how perfect Jesus was, like you're continually reminded of how evil and sinful the human heart is. And that gives you that humbleness to come before God and ask him, like, please strip me of that selfishness, of that sin, of whatever it may be. And and truly, like, as I as I talked about previously, like that refiner's fire and like strip me of my selfishness, of my pride, of my um whatever it may be. And and one of the just facts is that it's harder, I think, when you're a little bit older in entering yeah. into a marriage because you're so not harder. I mean, there's certain things that are harder, certain things that are easier, um, for right. sure. If you get married when you're 20, that obviously you're not as financially stable and there's other difficulties and challenges that come along with that. And you might be finishing up school, et cetera. Um, yeah. but I think as you get close, I mean, I was 30 when I got married and, you know, I've really had 10 years of being a single adult, you know, providing for myself and having my own business now for almost eight years. I've very stuck. I've, I'm a very structured person. Um, just in general, I'm a very disciplined, like love planning and structure and those types of things. But with that can also come a rigidity that is not conducive to a healthy relationship. And so I've really Mm -hmm. had to wrestle with the fact that, um, you know, I, I sometimes prided myself on being structured and being disciplined and all these things, but anything that goes too far, um, can become an idol and can become obsessive in nature and, and truly can be not a good thing. So it's like having that balance. Um, and I think that's also like, when you think about opposites attracting, I mean, we always kind of make this joke, like in our society of like, Oh, married my opposite. And I truly do believe that that, that is something we see the strengths in others that we don't have, or that, that, um, difference. And and we find it attractive, especially in that dating process when you're Mm -hmm. met with it in marriage, it becomes an opportunity for sanctification because it truly does reveal like how different you are from someone else. And you're both sinful. You're both, you know, we all have a sin nature, right? And, and so that, that difference really does like amplify, oh, my way is not necessarily the right way. I'm just very different. And how can we, um, really be a team instead of like, I, you know, this personality trait, like let's say my discipline or my rigidity or, you know, my ability to really um, just stick to a schedule or stick to a discipl- certain disciplines, like that's not better. That's just a strength of mine. And then Jake's yeah. more spontaneous nature or extroverted personality um, is amazing, but that's just not like something that I have. And so what can I right. learn and grow from that? And it's not that his, his personality is better than mine. It's just yeah. like, we're very different. And so through that process, like I truly was like, oh my goodness. So many times I'm like, I am so selfish. Like mm-hmm. I... <laughs> I'm very prideful, um, very selfish, thinking that my way is the best way. And and so, but also at the same time, like recognizing that like a lot of my strengths have helped Jake and that a lot of his strengths have helped me and like being yeah. sanctified 
sanctified and being purified through that process. It's just, I mean, I think marriage is such a beautiful gift because not only do you have a partner and you truly become, you know, two as one God guiding you, but, um, and so it's so amazing to have like a best friend and a partner and, and just like this beautiful gift of marriage. It's incredible. Um, but at the same time, it also is such a gift in a way that is difficult because it does reveal where you fall short and, you know, putting someone else first before your own needs is difficult at times. Sometimes I don't want to, or I want to lash out in a selfish way, or I don't want to put Jake first, or, you know, I want to act selfishly. And I'm constantly reminded of the truth of the gospel of like, loving God and loving others. And that is put to the test in marriage. And so if you are going into a marriage, looking at it as a transaction and not Mm -hmm. as a covenant, then I don't know how your marriage will last because it is not about what you can get from the other person. It's truly about like God calls us to a union in order to die to our selfish desires and flesh. And yes, benefits that come like I'm so blessed in so many ways by Jake, but the reason I married him is not so I can get out of the marriage what I can get out of it. And so you're truly like brought to that place, I think, especially in a marriage where you see, oh man, I still have a lot I need to work on. And um, how I treat Jake is probably closest to actually where my heart is. And so mm. how am I treating the pr- people that are closest to me? And that really yeah. reveals where my heart is. And and if I am being selfish or, you know, whatever it may be, um, prideful and, and uh, it's just, it's, it's quite the process to walk through being a single adult for so long and then being married, yeah. but it's amazing. That's the thing. It's like, it's so challenging, but it's so rewarding. And that's something that I'd encourage everyone, like difficult things, everything in life that is rewarding is going to be challenging in some way. Like the things that are just given to you, just those, like, you know, you don't work for it and you're just given it. It truly Mm -hmm. does. It's wonderful. Like if you're given a gift, it's great. But if you truly want to you know, if you want your life to be fulfilling and rewarding, like you have to walk through those difficult things. Yeah. And I mean, I think back to even like athletically, my contest preps or whatever it may be, the hard work that went into it, like that's why it was so rewarding is because the discipline, the dedication, the hard work, and like same thing with relationships, with your yeah. marriage, your faith. It's like that refiner's fire is just so important to walk through and to um, allow God to work on you. And sometimes that is very difficult and painful and you have to humble yourself, but it's worth it every time. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, I think it's just funny because when you are, like you said, when you are older and you've been single for so long, you do, you're stuck in your ways. You like things a certain way. You do things a certain way that you think is the best way to like for it done, you know, and I I just, I kind of just giggle to myself because very true, like opposites really do attract. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I like have definitely attracted my complete opposite. And, you know, it's just interesting because it is that challenge of us being so different has, like you said, made me reflect on like, I could probably do things better. Like, um, you know, when you're talking, I was thinking like my boyfriend's very, a very structured person. Like he does things, mm-hmm. 
same way. He likes it a certain way. And I'm kind of, I used to be more structured and now I am not like, I'm kind of all over the place. Like, and he, his little thing that he says to me, he's like, Oh, so we're just winging it. Like, cause that's always like, I'm just like, yeah, we'll see how it goes. You know? And he's really taught me that like structure is important because I have gotten away with, because I do, you know, I do um, work for myself and I do Mm. like, I I can pretty much do whatever I want to do in a sense. Mm -hmm. And so, just, you know, at times, like there's points where I can get lazy and not, you know, be as structured. And so just, he has helped me to learn, like structure is a good thing. And I think I've pushed him in other ways too, where it's like, okay, it's okay to, you know, you know, to let loose a little bit and everything doesn't have to be all business all the time. And, you know, um, so I, I just love as we're talking about every once in a while. Right. Yeah, yeah. And he's like learning that. And he's like, oh, okay. Like, you know, it's just, I think, but same thing. I mean, he's a little bit older than me. So, you know, just being stuck in that structure. And we talk about this all the time, like how we definitely complement each other. And we're for a little while, like after our our one year mark is what we were butting heads because we weren't seeing each other's strengths as like mm-hmm. what we can help, like where mm-hmm. we can feed off each other. We were seeing it more as yeah. like, you're doing something wrong. I'm doing something like whatever. So, um, yeah. so that was like a really big thing, like in our relationship where we're like, Oh, like I love these things about you and you love these mm-hmm. things about me. And that's, you know, that can help benefit our relationship. And, um, you know, right. I think God's funny in that way. Cause he gives us what we like, don't really expect that, like that is what we need, but we didn't expect it. Like, you know, we just want things to be easy just as humans oh, because yeah. you know, that's just oh, yeah. who we are. But, um, it's, a big lesson. So, oh, oh, no, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, I was, was going to say, okay. I'll, we have a little bit of a delay sometimes with our recordings and we're go, go, go. Um, <laughs> but I was going to say like, it's funny because Jake has said the same thing. He's like, man, cause we're, we both tend to be pretty um passionate about just where we stand on things and our opinions yeah. and that sort of thing and he was like yeah if i had like a really passive woman in my life like i would just bulldozer and i'm like yep god yeah. gave you what you maybe didn't didn't want but what you need <laughs> yeah, no it's so true it's so true uh, like yeah. yeah you know it's uh, and likewise cuz i would just bulldoze over someone who was passive yeah. too so it's like yeah. man we really needed that in order to um just in our growth and sanctification, but no, go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say my big, another third big lesson. It was just um, learning that, you know, comparison is a killer of joy. And we had an episode that we talked about that and I didn't realize that I was comparing myself to where other people were. And it more so happens when I got into a relationship seeing like, okay, people are already, you know, married and having kids. And maybe this girl's like 30 or 28 and she already has two kids. And I'm like here at 31, like, you know, no kids, not married, which is right where I'm supposed to be, right where God wants me. Mm -hmm. But um, I had to learn that like, you know, just because someone else is more accomplished or more spiritually developed. And because sometimes I just feel like, you know, Lord, I've been a Christian my entire life, but I still Mm. feel like I can just backslide so easily. And Mm. I have to remember also that it's a daily pursuit, not just like, oh, looking at my whole life, I've been a Christian. I've never known anything else. It's not looking at it in that sense, but looking at it as a day by day and Mm. just not comparing where I'm at spiritually or financially mm-hmm. or whatever relationship wise to someone else. And mm-hmm. I noticed that that is something that I do like have to 
really be conscious of and have that at the front of my mind because I definitely have that tendency to compare myself. And, you know, the Lord's just like, this is where I have you. And maybe I might be a little bit slower than others to like learn certain lessons, but the lesson I am learning just, I know that God has just is preparing me for my future, but I have to continue to do the work now today and just not getting, you know, we talk about social media so much on this um, podcast because it is such a huge element that it's in everyone's lives. Like I just don't know anyone who doesn't really have social media. So I think it's just relevant to everyone, but not getting on social media and comparing where I'm at to others. And I know that there's people who probably look at my life and like, Oh, I wish like that I, owned a gym and could travel and this and that. Like, I'm sure there's people who look and, you know, and I'm looking at someone else's. So it's always, it's like a revolving door, but it's just remembering this is where the Lord has me. And I need to be not just content in the sense of like, I'm not striving to be better or accomplish things, but content and like, this is where God has me. How can I learn the lessons that he has for me today or this year or whatever it is? Um, and I think that's like just a big thing. I think it's for everyone. Like comparison, oh, yeah. like I loved when you were like, yeah, I had to jump off social media and it was the best thing that I did. And I'm like, yeah, like I can see why social yeah. media as much as it is a positive i think it has more of a negative pool than anything and um yeah so, yeah, so if, if comparison is something that you're struggling with like you know taking a break from social media or just you know not yeah. just yeah. Never, like oh wow like this is where the lord like the lord has blessed them and being like right. cheering them on you know especially your fellow christian and things like that and be like wow like right. this is what the lord is doing in their life and being happy for them and not um not jealous you know and, and i think right. that's something that i'm still learning but definitely a big lesson that I think, you know, I've gotten better at this year for sure. Yeah. Oh, and I would echo that. I shared on a couple of the podcasts or previous episodes that I had to take a social media break because I recognized, I, I don't think I even realized how much I was comparing myself to other people subconsciously. So I'll give yeah. you an example. You, you open up Instagram and you go to post a story. Well, then all of a sudden you literally are like, your mind is overwhelmed by this announcement. So like someone's having a baby. So then all of a sudden you're thinking, why don't like, oh my gosh, I'm older than them and I don't have a child. So then you're automatically comparing yourself and it's like, shouldn't we be joyful over new life? Okay. So that's first of all, then all of a sudden you see someone post their physique or their, um, you know, their diet. And then you think maybe I should be doing the workout they're doing. And it's like this, it's like this overwhelming, you open up that world. And if you don't go into social media with the right, like perspective of, of not being, not coveting what others have or comparing, like if you mm-hmm. don't have that going into it, you automatically will because that's how we're wired. That's our right. our nature will do. We'll look at something and we'll think, oh, maybe I need to be doing that. Mm-hmm. And so like myself, one area that I really had a difficult time with was comparing um you know, my walk with God. Like I think you've you've talked about this and just seeing like where someone's at with their ministry or right. with their business or how they how they're a Christian, you know, doing something, something, something. And I'm thinking, oh, I need to make a bigger impact for the kingdom. So like mm-hmm. to be doing and you know, all these things. And it's like right. I literally am not even present in the in the moment of all of the blessings and 
the mm-hmm. amazing opportunities that are right in front of me and are in my life right now. And instead I'm looking to someone else's life and I don't know the behind the scenes of what they're going through. Right. Um, and like you said, someone could be looking at my life and be comparing themselves to me and they don't know me personally. They don't know I had, you know, a mental breakdown in my car that morning or, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Um, you know, some days where they're like really difficult days and I've had, you know, some difficult days this year, but do you see that on social media? No, because I'm not going to be, you know, airing all of my emotional issues on online, but but that's the thing. It's like, we all struggle in our own way. And so you can get on social media and start comparing and truly sinning because you're coveting what someone else has. And that's what I recognized about myself. I said, I am literally actively in sin right now because I'm coveting what someone else has or not appreciating what God has blessed me with. And so, um, so if you're, you know, our listeners are struggling with that, like take that cleanse, like just detox yourself of all that noise. And I think what you'll find is that you start to actually, you can actually listen to God. Um, cause what, one thing also I noticed is that when I was bored, I would go to social media and just scroll or you know, whatever it may be. And, and so like, are you actually taking time to just sit and be still? Cause in our society, we don't do that. Like we just are so busy. Our calendars are full. Our phones are constantly buzzing. Our phones are constantly ringing. We're always on social media. We're always, you know, it's like, and it's just like our brains are, are fried. So it's like, are we actually taking time to put your phone on? Do not disturb, turn it off, delete social media from your phone. Like these things, like, do you actually, are you actually taking time to be still and quiet? Um, yeah. Which I don't think majority of people do because I know I don't a lot of times, yeah. a lot of days during the week. So uh, super, super important to do that. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Life is loud and crazy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, yeah, it is nice to like take those moments because when you do it though, and you do disconnect from, you know, your cell phone or whatever, and you're kind of just sitting with yourself, like you do start kind of working through things and having like just clarity of mind and, you know, all these things. And I think honestly, like I feel, well, and studies have shown like social media is created to be addictive. They want you to stay on the platform for as long as possible. And it's actually interesting. I was listening to, um, Oh, Candace Owens. She was talking Mm. about how, like, I, I don't do like TikTok or anything like that, but she's talking about Mm. TikTok specifically. Mm. And, um, in China, they have like a different version of it, but it is, you know, mm-hmm. it's not made in America, but that's a whole nother topic. But anyway, um, so she was talking about in China, I guess they regulate the hours that the kids can go on, like mm-hmm. the government, which is wrong, but you know, yeah. they regulate the hours and the times that the kids can go on. And they only have like, I think it's like a, I think she said a 30 minute window or something oh, wow. that they're like allowed, like the government allows them to mm-hmm. because they're actively trying to not make the kids addicted to mm-hmm. social media and the internet where it's opposite yeah. for us where, you know it's like they're trying to make us addicted to the internet and to all these things so it's it's you know it's that's just like whole another topic that I can go into but yeah. it's really interesting like it's easy to always want a distraction and like can right. you sit in your thoughts and like that is another thing that I've learned 
from my boyfriend, like he will just like, he will spend a lot of time just like thinking and working through things and just in complete silence. And he's done that for forever. And it's something that I've learned. I'm like, Oh wow. Like no TV, no distractions, no music, just sitting and thinking, especially like if we're dealing with something or whatever, like he really just takes time where sometimes I have the tendency to distract myself um, with anything. Honestly, it doesn't even matter. It is. I was like, and I'm going to bake like 75 cookies today. <laughs> like, you know, I don't have the time for that, you know? So, um, so yeah, it's just like sitting and being present with the Lord and just really like allowing him to speak to you and to, mm-hmm. uh, just, yeah. And just sitting with yourself and sitting with your emotions and being okay with like not being okay is a, mm-hmm. a definitely a big one for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think kind of wrapping things up and um, one of my big takeaways and just a good way to to end our podcast is just the importance of the gospel. Um, That's something that's just been really clarified to me over this past year. And when I say the importance of the gospel, rerouting my evangelism efforts on the truth of God's word and the importance of the gospel. And I think in years prior, I always kind of got caught up in you know, well, morality and this is right and this is wrong. And it's like, okay, I truly cannot expect a non-Christian to understand where I'm coming from until I share the good news of the gospel, because that is what, from a biblical worldview, everything that I do, all of my opinions, all of my um, views on, I mean, my views truly on policy and politics have changed because I now recognize like the importance of biblical truth and the gospel and the value stem from that. But if someone doesn't have that same foundation and that truth and understand the gospel and and Jesus and, and just our sin nature and that we are, that we're evil from birth and that we need a savior and why, then I can't expect them to understand me. And so like having that grace and that understanding of like, if someone disagrees with me on a topic, it's like, I can't expect them to understand me until I sh- until I can share where I'm coming from because of the gospel. And so for me, yeah. less about arguing with people and more about like, we disagree because I'm a Christian and because yeah. I see the gospel as the center of my life and my worldview and my view on this policy or this political issue is from my belief in the Bible and God's truth. It's not my own feelings. It's not my own emotions. It's not my yeah. own you know, all these different things that I, that ebb and flow every single day, but truly on the gospel. And so sharing that with people and the importance of sharing, like, do you believe in an afterlife? Like, instead of debating whether or not gay marriage should, you know, a topic or whatever it may be, it's like, well, actually my views have changed on this because, or this is why I believe this because I believe in the word and the truth and the gospel or, you know, whether abortion and those types of things, not there are, there definitely is ways that we can debate it that involve science, but truly getting back to like the foundation of every, of how I want to view everything is centered around the gospel. And so I need to share that more often with people instead of um, kind of, missing it, like missing that big picture. And, you know, if you don't believe in Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you haven't asked him to come into your heart, then then you don't have the Holy Spirit. And I can't expect someone without the Spirit right. to understand what the Spirit has revealed to me in the Word. And so yeah. um, 
you know, I hope that that's encouraging to those listening who are believers. It's like, it's not your, it's not your battle to fight. And we are not wrestling against flesh and blood. We're wrestling against truly like the, the goodness of God and the demonic world of Satan. And so it's not through our own might. It's only through the power of the Lord and through the Holy Spirit. And so um, just keeping that in mind and, and it can really bring you back to a place of like, all right, like I have peace because I know that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, that God has a purpose for my life and that I have eternal life and I'm saved. And I'm, I want to bring as many people with me as possible. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Not getting caught up on the, the mm-hmm. little details, but what yeah. actually matters. Yeah. yeah. Easy, sure. like. It's easy to get caught up. Everyone has their opinion. So, oh, no. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Nice. Well, that's all we have for you guys today. Happy New Year's. If you're listening to this in January, Merry Christmas. If you're listening to this in December, and we'll see you guys in 2023. Love you guys. Talk to you later. Bye.